The following Toku podcast to contain spoilers from both past and present Tokusatsu, anime, manga, movies and other related media. If you do not wish to be spoiled we suggest turning off the podcast now. Otherwise please enjoy the show. Hello everybody welcome to the Toku podcast the best show about Tokusatsu you've probably never heard of and war's bad, okay? It's bad. It's pretty bad. It's bad. So, so as always, that's Jay. Rambavral did nothing wrong. He didn't. He really didn't. That's Van. And before we get into anything, we have to take a pause for the cause. Time to chill. If you'd like to support the podcast in any monetary way... There we have the PayPal donation button. One dollar or more gets you a shout-out. Uh, Five dollars or more gets you a shout-out and a plug. And ten dollars gives us the satisfaction of giving us ten dollars. If you want to do that, you can do it for free by just clicking on the Audible link down below. And just getting a 30-day trial. Remember, if you don't like the 30-day trial, you can give it up. But hey, you get one free audiobook. That's yours forever. Do what you want with it. Eat it. Cook it. Print it out. Put it on rotoscope paper. Or fucking print it on a t-shirt. Whatever you want to do with it. It's not our, it's not our problem. Or if you don't, <laughs> or if you don't want to do any of that, you can also give us a review on iTunes, and that's gonna help us even more because reviews on iTunes make people like us. I think. Maybe. Anyways, so as we were saying, war is bad. Okay. So, for our, what is this third? Our, this is actually wow. I, now that I think about it, our only, only our third time going to the Gundam universe. The first time was with G, the second time was with G Savior, What's and now we get to go back with Thunderbolts. Yay! So, two non-cannons. Finally another so, good Gundam show. So, two non-cannons and one cannon, apparently. So, mm. uh, yeah, Thunderbolts. It's part of the UC, and a lot of people are going to fucking shoot me for this, but it's actually my first time ever watching anything UC-related. I remember watching 8th MS Team when I was younger, but fuck, do I remember anything about it? No, I was too young. But, yeah, this is the first, my first real exposure to UC. I don't know if it was a good exposure, but well, we'll get into that. So, before anything, let's talk about what the fuck Gundam is, because I don't think we've, because it's the first time we're actually going to be able to talk about Gundam. Yeah. You know, this is the first time, really, really the first time. Well, without the Canadians. Yeah. So Gundam without is a. Without the Canadian. Uh, yeah. Without those fucking Leafs. Uh, so Gundam is a, when you boil it down, relatively simple concept. It's uh, a war between the Earth's united governments against a rogue separatist group called Zeon, fighting with each other on Earth and in space in giant robots. And, uh,. War is bad. Uh, the original War series, is bad, okay. original series was told through the perspective of a, of a normal random kid who ends up in the eponymous Gundam and is more or less forced to fight because he's the only one competent enough to pilot it because everybody else in the Federation is kind of stupid. Yes. Granted, <laughs> everybody wrong. else in Xeon is also stupid, so it's not really that hard of a comparison. It's true, at least for 0079. And that's kind of, you know, we can get into it a little more because this is the most, as of now, I am going to say, again, Van, you watch more Gundam than I do. This is 
the most recent Gundam show that we've had so far? Well, besides Origin? Show, like, TV show-wise, there was uh, the, a couple of sequel. I don't remember, actually. I know there was uh, Build Divers last year, which was... Uh, uh, well, well, I'm I thinking more, it. like, UC-based. Uh, oh, okay. UC, no, it's a narrative. It's a narrative. Gundam narrative. Okay, so narrative is the second... Or this is the second newest one, I guess. Relatively speaking. Uh, well... Yeah, the newest one coming out next is Hathaway's Flash. Which is what the fuck is that? Uh, well, there was a book. <laughs> oh like... my god, no, I know what that is. I just read on that. It's, the, it's those novels, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was based on some novels. Now. Oh wow, Hathaway's Flash gets something before Crossbones? Crossbones is like the, is like the fucking Kiva of Gundam. It's never gonna happen. <laughs> Man, I can't wait to see... I can't wait to see everybody's computers explode trying to rendering the G Gundam, because God, that thing is a fucking mess. <laughs> True. Uh, to be fair, with Hathaway's Flash over Crossbow, they, they are building up to the the 100 year point of UC, and Hathaway's Flash takes place before year 100. So. Hashtag free crossbones. Well, maybe by the year 2039, we'll get a crossbone anime. Yeah, they're, they're doing by year, so... Oh my god, that'd be hilarious. Because Gundam Unicorn took place in uh, UC uh, 96. Narrative took place the next year. Pathways Flash takes place the year after that. So, it's, almost, worry, it's, we'll almost, it. it's almost crossbones turn. No, they're going to skip it over and they're going to make, like, a new one. So it's going to be, like, a completely different show. It's like, Man, oh, I... Crossbones doesn't exist. It's not canon now. I can't wait till uh, all, like, the normies and, like, new fans watch, like, check out Crossbone and, like, who the fuck is this Arno guy? What's all this stuff about F91? Who the fuck is that, huh? <laughs> what is F... God, that'd be kind of sad. What is F91? Yeah, we, we just don't work. We just skip, like, 20 to 30 years of timeline. Who's Amaro? Yeah, they'd just go back. <laughs> well, to be fair, that's what everybody is like by the year uh, 0099, so. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, so, as we're... So again, it's, it's kind of interesting, because uh, as we get into Thunderbolt itself, it's, I, I think we can actually get into the discussion I actually posed a while ago, but we'll get into Thunderbolt itself first. Uh, Thunderbolt, it is based off... It's not based off... No, it's based off a manga, I, sh I should say. It's based off a yeah. manga... Uh, it is. Um, I I'll say this: I've never read the manga. As I've said before, I've never read the manga. Though I've seen, I flipped through it, and you know the illustrations, and obviously, you know the illustrations in in mech in mech manga are always going to be fucking awesome. So uh -huh. that that kind of that's kind of why I was kind of that's kind of why I was excited to watch Thunderbolt when we landed on it on the wheel the other day, because I thought to myself. Yeah, I, I I totally I'm totally in for that because I'm like fuck yeah, ma uh manga the the manga book would be nice. And just to say, right now we're only doing part one because as of right now, I've only I I'm the only one who's seen part two. Uh, I think Van has too, right? I think you've seen part two. <laughs> ah, so you're you're even further than me. And Jay was only able to watch the first part, and yeah. the third part comes out next year. You said. Everybody's talking about Hathaway's Flash. 
Ah, okay. They're so most likely after the first part of Hathaway Splash, then we'll probably get the third part of Thunderbolt. Maybe. All right, so so this is basically going to be an ongoing thing with us. It's like the Godzilla thing. We're like, it's ongoing. You know, we're, we're leaving it on the wheel, so next time we land on it, it'll be Thunderbolt Part 2, which is fine with well, me. Well, let's hope it doesn't uh, land on uh, <laughs> land on it for Part 3 by the time uh, time we get to it, because uh, I don't think it's coming out anytime soon at this rate. Someone just fill up the topic wheel with Gundams, with just Gundam shows, and then I'll hate everybody because then I'll have to watch Zeta in a fucking week, and I'd rather kill myself and watch fifty-one episodes in a week. Well, don't say um, don't say just any random shows because then we're gonna end up end up watching every single fucking Seed show. There's like four of them. No, we Seed gotta watch. Getting... We gotta AJ, watch the compilation movies. AJ, all four of them. AJ, Seed is getting another fucking sequel. Okay. I know it another is another one. I know it is because fuck you. I guess. I don't even know. Is it even really that popular in Japan? Is it really? Apparently. Um, it keeps yeah. fucking getting sequels. I'm trying to think. Someone that fucking Sunrise just has a fucking hard-on for Kira. Like, I seriously. Like, it's, it's gotten ridiculous. Quick thing about Seed. Quick thing about Seed. Seed. Um, the Destiny from Gundam Seed Destiny. They 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 have like a special version that that they that they made which which is an orange color based on one random side character if he had it they would have personally colored it that oh that's fucking that's like in the uh the old um strategy <laughs> games where it's like oh X character dies so now character Y is piloting mobile suit Z. And so it gets an entirely new color scheme to match that color. It's, ah, oh, it's so stupid. Yeah, so, but it's reverse. It's reverse. That's what oh. it was before they had to repaint it because the guy died before he got it. <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh yeah. shit, this is this is the one we, we made for that guy. Shit, repaint it and give it to someone else. He doesn't have the same sponsors. we got to paint it over. <laughs> the last guy was sponsored by Coke. This guy's fucking RC Cola. Yeah, yeah. The, the the weird thing about it, the weird thing about it, the reason why they in in universe in universe like the guy gets killed in like right after he shows up. Real life, he was the singer of the intro, and he had a concert, oh. so oh, he TMR? couldn't actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he could. Yeah, he couldn't like stay on the show for very long because he, he has other work to do. So he was a bit <laughs> character, so they killed him off. That's hilarious. Um, Makes sense. So, but he's also the, still the, one of the most popular characters in the show, even though he shows up for like two minutes. So, um, get, getting back to Thunderbolt because Thunderbolt's <laughs> part of the UC, and is there anybody who knows anything about Gundam, even at a cursory glance, we know that UC is the main timeline. For some reason. I'd rather it be G because G's good. Anyways, but yeah, so UC is the main guy, uh, timeline for some Gundams. It was started with 0079 and it ends at Rico G, or G Reco, I should say. That's stated by Tomino himself, by the way. I don't know how many times the guy changes his mind on a daily basis, but as of right now, it ends at G Reco. So, and this is supposed to be, I actually have the timeline here, so let me just bring it up. This is supposed to be right at the end right right before stardust memory this is when thunderbolt takes place right before stardust memory so but, yeah. it, well, to be enough pedantic, oh to be botanic right before war in the pocket but 
Yeah, before Stardust Memory. This takes, this takes place before War in the Pocket? War in the Pocket was 0080. That's insane. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> how do you fucking keep take? How do you keep fucking track of this? Anyways, um, so as we were saying, uh, Thunderbolts, whatever, worn the pocket. You know that's I forgot that's actually on the wheel, by the way. Yeah. We're probably gonna have to do worn the pocket one day. Oh my. So, uh, let's get right into it. So let's start with the let's just start with the characters. Um, we'll start with. We'll start with our main two guys, because this this does have two main characters. E.O. Fleming and... Daryl Lawrence. Um, Daryl Lawrence. Uh, E.O. Fleming is a he's bastard. A cunt. And he's a cunt. Yeah. Fuck the feddies, especially for this because of this guy. This guy makes me hate feds. Just, well, just his face. His face makes me want to drop a colony on five people. Well, that's the, th that's the uh, funny thing about this, uh, this movie is that... Um, uh, normally in, like, UC stuff, the Federation is portrayed usually as the good guys, if not rather ambiguously gray moral, where, whereas Xeon are the obvious, you know, they're the space Nazis, they're the bad guys. Here it's the other way around, where, um, the Federation's portrayed as a bunch of, uh, either completely psychotic or totally cowardly assholes who use nepotism to their advantage and use child soldiers and are just awful human beings whereas all our which I, I was gonna say I, I'll I'll step in with this at least at least that again EO Fleming is a fucking cunt I hate him he's an awful fucking character but at least I'll put this out that he had, he had at least some sort of uh, reservations for using child soldiers. At least. The the child soldier thing, I, I, I think I have a completely different thought process on that versus you guys, because I've seen all most, most if not all of you see, especially the early stuff. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I understand it. I I get it real. It fits with the, um, it fits with the UC timeline and everything, but it's still like, that's some of the things that they never really mention the Federation doing, is the whole child I mean, soldier. shit, 0079 is full of... <laughs> their main characters are literally all kids. I mean, there's a difference between, like, 15 and 16-year-olds piloting a giant robot, and then there's, like, 10 and 11-year-olds piloting giant robots, okay? There's a difference. That being said... Sh yeah. <laughs> and... That's technically true with Zeon in uh, the the original UC stuff. Like by the time, like like this is just partial. Excuse me for interrupting. Um, <clears throat> like during the Battle of Balaku in like the original Gundam series, like the most advanced mobile suits, like the Galguk, were being piloted by literally rando kids. Because Zeon was running out of troops. The Federation had the same issue. Like, they were both running out of, you know, actual capable soldiers. And that's the thing. I understand that. But it's still, like, normally they don't focus on the whole the Federation uses child soldiers thing. Because, you know, the Federation's yeah. supposed to be the good guys here. Yeah. <laughs> which, which, is, which is weird because, uh, as Jay said, 
this movie is surprisingly pro Zeon. Like this entire this story movie, is very this almost movie is pro like, Zeon. Thunderbolt as a whole is like one hundred percent Zeon wank. Because because our Zeon forces here are a bunch of like poorly equipped barely trained fucking disabled socio not even sociopath bunch of depressed cripples who barely have like any equipment to go around and they're still clowning on these fucking federation guys and their massive supply of mobile suits they sound like just the reverse of 0079 except without the mutilation pretty much i mean granted they are all <laughs> gyms and the gyms have cardboard armor so i mean it's not exactly <laughs> hard it's true it's not exactly hard to destroy one of those but that's besides the point <laughs> but, but, it's, but it's true because like <clears throat> a lot a lot of the story and again we'll, we'll get back to eo right now because he is it's part of this a lot of the story does go back and forth and it's weird because um from of everything I've seen of the UC, which is 0079, and the little I really remember of one the po- of one the pocket, uh, 8th, 08th, uh, I can't MS say the name right now. Team, yeah. Oh, 8th MS team, I'll just say that. I've, cause they've never really, again, they'll, they'll show hints of gray, like in, uh, like in 0079, like I'm watching that right now. They'll show hints of like, they're not complete fucking lunatics who just want to kill everybody, but at the same time, they're still the bad guys. In this one, it's very much, you know, the Fetties can be just as fucking awful. You know, they've got... They're... they're it, it, it almost... Again, I might be reading too deep into this. And we can get more into this when we get into, like, deep discussion about it. It reads almost like... A weird <laughs> kind of allegory of, like... The rich people might be better... Like, it's like, here's the rich people. And they're all really good and really trained and everything. But they're worse people than the really poor down under fucking luck rusted zaku trainees from zeon it's really weird well it's funny that you uh you use that comparison because uh fleming is directly mentioned to be like the son of some like wealthy aristocrats who like yeah they were the former leader of some like federation like uh side team or whatever the fuck yeah No, I remember that. No. And, and, and see, That's the, and see, fair, the thing is, like, I can see that, and I can see that point. But if anything, that even that goes up to another another part of this work that I can talk to is, it almost it almost plays like a. Like again, this it's a weird it's a weird thing when you talk about it, but it almost plays like a weird way of telling the story of revenge is a vicious fucking cycle because you have E.O. Fleming because again they all want revenge. He kills most of Daryl's friends and then Daryl wants to kill E.O. and it's just gonna keep going back and forth, which is a weird. I mean, I kind of like it because it shows that in reality, at a certain point, it start it stops becoming more about revenge. It, it stops becoming more about the war and becomes more about revenge, and they they just kind of forget their morals in a way. And that's and it's that's a thing is that um, they even point that out near the end where uh, Fle- uh Fleming's basically just like, I don't you don't care about your morals, I, you know I don't care about what your morals were, 
at this point, you don't care that you're you're fighting for your life or whatever. You're just there for the battle. You know, you've given up you're your morals. You you've succumbed to the, the the wills of the you know the the weak nature of humanity and the obsession with war. And you know, you, you just want to fight, just like me, kind of thing. I mean, I mean, even he basically says like when he first starts um, excuse me, when he first uh, uh, fuck, what's what's the name of the? It's Thunderbolt, isn't it? No, it's not the Thunderbolt. Uh, the At- Gundam. Atlas. Yeah, the yeah, Gundam. Yeah, it's called is, the Full Armor. Oh, that's all. It's, that's what it's called. Okay, yeah. well, when he when he first gets in, well, when he when when he gets into the into the Gundam the first time, it like it right away. You can you see it like he's overwhelmed with like holy shit, this thing is amazing, and he starts you know I not in sense going too mad with power, but like it overwhelms him to the point where like well now I can't control how much I love being this thing, and I just like fighting at this point. Oh yeah. And it go and again it goes towards the end as well where he does that. And, that, and that's what I'm saying, where the the movie itself really plays up the whole revenge is just a cycle, where at a certain point, you don't even know why, you're, why you want revenge, you just want to kill the other person. And it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy, because with EO, it shows... Again, I, I understand that this plays into a bigger role, a, a bigger part of a bigger story, but just taking it as a bubble, it almost shows EO as the instigator because what because we don't know it i don't really remember but i don't i don't think they mentioned that daryl wasn't a part of the whole destruction of their site they, that, they weren't part of that no I, so eo really is eo really is throwing the first punch in a sense daryl and his whole crew are literally just a bunch of cripples that they sent out to defend the site for some reason more or less yeah. yeah, um, pretty much the, the Thunderbolt sector itself is a trade route, pretty much. It's a massive support area. The Principality wants to keep it because, and that's why they destroy Side 4. Side 4 itself was because they wanted, you know, shipping lanes. That way they can travel, you know, military vessels and stuff. That's why they're trying to keep it. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying, like, in, in a way, because again... I, this does play into a bigger story, but in a way, EO is kind of throwing the first punch because Daryl wasn't a part of this. He w- he never really was a part of it. He's just doing his job. We, and it's kind of weird when when I'm talking about the fucking Zeon in, in such a positive light because I meme it up, you know, I meme up that I'm pro Zeon and all that. But in this movie, it's kind of hard not to be because they really aren't doing anything wrong. Yeah, it's... It's often memed that this movie is Zeon propaganda in universe, because it it presents the Zeon forces as like one hundred percent good and positive, and the Federation as like a bunch of unhinged uh, psychopaths, like I mentioned. And it's yeah, and it's fine. It's a nice little depiction there. It's a change from the norm, but it's it, it goes a little, a little crazy. I mean, I get it. You know, they're not like. They're not like Giren or the other, um, the other zombies where they're all literally Hitler. They're just a bunch of random kids who enlisted to the war because, you know, they were, they're the normal German soldiers and not the Nazis, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, that's exactly the way I would put it. That's exactly the way I would put it because it's true because, and it, and it shows in, in who's in the ship because all the people in there, they don't want to do it. Like, I remember the uh, the commander, when he was given the order to tell Daryl, look, we need this fucking dude without both of his arms. He didn't want to fucking do it. He was like, well, shit, dude. I mean, the fuck am I, why the fuck do I got to do this? And it... A- 
and, and it's one and it's one of those things where it's just like, well, shit, man. Like, because it, it, it's like it's like you said, like these are these aren't the Nazis in World War Two. These are the German soldiers in World War Two. Where you know they they weren't bad people. They were just doing their job really, and it's it really hits on that. And again, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> we can all meme it up, you know, prosy on propaganda and all that. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I like that idea. I like the idea of them showing that other side because it it kind of kind of helps with the story they're trying to tell. You know, the war is not a good thing. You know, as we said in the beginning, war bad. Okay. No, yes. Yeah. Tells that. And then I, and I liked it. And I, and I think we've spoken enough about EO suck his dick, uh, Fleming. Actually, there was two things, two last things, and then we'll get to it. focus on Daryl because I know you guys really want to talk about him. Mm. Um, I, I was just gonna say uh, Fleming's like backstory that he was the his father was like the mayor slash prime minister or whatever of side four, so so that's pretty much his major connection. That's why he's the ace technical ace pilot. He was. That's why his major connection with the Moore Brotherhood. <laughs> um, yeah. And the last thing, you forgot to talk about his greatest thing, his love of jazz. Ah, uh, yes. Actually, uh, uh, I, I was, gonna, I was actually going to leave the, the, uh, the music to the end, but sure, we, let's talk about the fucking jazz. But that, that's like a major part of his character, even, yeah, he's even like, without the music part. The dude is obsessed with jazz music, and he's always playing it uh, during all his fights. Not just it's jazz, a, free jazz. It's free jazz. It's the best kind of music, says him. <laughs> I'm not yeah, gonna disagree. Whatever. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, I, even though I mean I, I like some free jazz, but I'm not like the biggest fan of free jazz. It works for the it works for the movie. Like the 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 way that the the chaotic nature of free jazz in this universe really fucking works like with certain fight scenes when they're playing the when they're playing certain certain songs it's like yeah this 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 perfectly depicts what it would be like listen like in that fucking like universe like if you could make a sound that sounded like what would it be like to be in a giant fucking robot fighting people yeah i could see free jazz oh yeah absolutely Uh, Daryl, I did nothing wrong. <laughs> Daryl, uh, why does this keep happening to me, Lawrence? I... Daryl, sometimes at night I can still feel my arms. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl, why are we still here just to suffer, Lawrence? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, th I think we've gone through he really, enough. He really is fucking Miller, isn't he? <laughs> I mean, he lo he loses a bunch of his limbs, keeps having to do stupid shit, deal with stupid people, dies, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Get ready to hear his, his pretty much backstory that you see in one of the flashback scenes that play, plays music, but in the manga, they, they write out, you know, because they can't play music for that part. Yeah. Um... Daryl's backstory is that he was he's from side three, but he him and his family lived on Earth. They're pretty much right at the same you know, that's why he's on the beach and all that stuff in some of those scenes. Yeah. I well get it. pretty much during after the events of Operation British, you know, the colony strike on Earth, him and his family were pretty much forced to go back to the principality. 
and pretty much because they were being hunted by the Federation because anyone who supported Zeon, like during the start of Operation British, were pretty much being hunted down by Federation forces. Well, like people who were connected. To be fair, at that point, Zeon was just cartoonish up until they dropped the colony. Then they were cartoonishly evil. So it's understandable <laughs> yeah. that at that point they're like, okay, now you Zeon supporters, you need to fuck off. Alright, it's kind of like with uh, America where like, we were kind of fine with Nazi supporters until they hit Pearl Harbor. It's like, okay, now you guys need to, need to kindly shut the fuck up and leave. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so pretty much that's when Daryl and his family went back to Zeon and Daryl joined the, you know, he joined the military and he became a parachute trooper during the invasion of Earth. And that's when he got his leg blown off. Now, now, mm -hmm. see, I don't know about you guys, but um, one 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 colony drop wasn't enough. Well, <clears throat> oh, don't worry, don't worry, just keep going with UC, and you'll have plenty more. <laughs> <laughs> There's a meme photo of Char hitting Earth, saying this this planet can hold so many colony drops. Are you? He's not even joking. You know how many fucking times Zeon, Neo Zeon, and their remnants keep trying to fucking drop colonies? <laughs> And that's not even if you just ignore Neo Neon and stuff like that. You also that's, have... That's not even counting the ones that succeeded, which is, like, you can count on one hand. That's fucking beautiful. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, I, lo I love these guys. But, I mean, yeah, hey, so talk it worked so well the first time, we might as well keep trying it about 18 billion more times until we finally Eventually, get right. they'll get the point. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's actually a joke among, like, Zeon plans. Like, yeah. if true, any plan that Zeon, Zeon is talking about. Like, true if, Zeon has ever been if, if they're talking about some plan, it's usually throw something at fucking Earth and just hope it works this time. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty. Oh, my God. But, yeah, fucking... But yeah, let's let's keep talking about Daryl because I, I think there's there's more to talk. I like him. I, I like I said he's it's weird because he actually does have way more depth than EO because and I say this with all the knowledge of coming out of part two, he has way more depth than EO, and it's to the point where it's like I wish you would just stay sticking to him and his story because his story's fucked completely. You know, he gets crippled. He gets crippled in the War of Earth. Then he has to lose another arm. Then he has to lose his other arm because, well, now i got to pilot the fucking Psycho Zaku. That's some bullshit. And mm. it's it's sad, honestly. Like, I, I fell for this kid. I was like, man, like, fucking hell. Like, we, we joke about him being Miller, but fuck, yeah, he basically is, man. He literally is just there just to fucking suffer. It's harsh. Like, like the entire scene with him getting his arm amputated voluntarily... Like, I'm not gonna lie, that that kind of did shin like shivers down my spine. I was just like, ugh, that's. Oh yeah, when I, I was, I was expecting into his arm. It's like, oh, oh, that you. I was expecting gross. fun giant robots and jazz, and I get body the, mutilation and seventeen zero, children dying. The zero G blood and everything. It's like, oh, that's. Ah. It's, it's so. By the way, yes, I did. Shot. I did keep a count. Seventeen kids died in, the, in this on screen. Seventeen kids died. So, All for the glory of the Federation. Fucking feds. But yeah, um, 
Honestly, I mean, who, who else is really is there to talk about? I mean, Daryl and EO really there, is. I mean, you can talk about the side the, characters. The, the professor lady who built the Saikuzaku, uh, she, uh, she cried? Uh, oh, she didn't want oh, to um, do the thing. Yeah, her uh, backstory is that her father was anti-war, and pretty much he was also crippled. That's why she worked on making the prosthetics that, you know, could allow people to, you know, go into battle still as mobile suit pilots. She's the inventor of... For some of, reason. Well, she, she was actually forced to join the military because Zeon arrested her father and said yeah, they she, won't yeah, let her... They won't let her him go unless she works for them. Which I'll <clears throat> I'll say they were uh, it was a little um a little heavy handed when they introduced it because they have the the other scientists it's like, hey, will you if you if you want to abandon you're abandoning the war. What about they do with your father? You know your father who's in jail because he's also abandoning the war. That father that you're here for because of what he <clears throat> did. You know and they, they do that thing where they they have a character very bluntly explain somebody else's backstory and it's like oh. Yeah, okay. they, 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 they do that a couple of times. They do the whole As You Know Bob thing, and that, that was kind of annoying. Like, it's it's annoying, too, because they end up flashing back to the stuff anyways later on, so it's like, you're just wasting your time here. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, she doesn't really do too much other than just hammering, I don't like weapon war bad. Like, it's it kind of got annoying with her. I didn't like her. The same, the same thing can go for... What the fuck was her name? The blonde chick... The, uh... I don't even remember her name. She was that's how forgettable she was. <laughs> Meth addict. No, 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 no. The, the other, the, the, other, the, the, the captain the, uh, lady. Um... Fleming, Fleming's meat sleeve. Oh yeah. Yeah, which is for another some thing reason, which, which kind of came out of nowhere. Um. Well, well, see, here's the thing. I was gonna say, because Van has read the manga. Is it more fleshed out than it is here? Or is it just as weird? Like, is it just, like, as out of nowhere? A bit. Uh, pretty much her. The entire reason Daryl is interested at all is because he feels bad for her that the guy she was with originally got killed by Dio. Yeah. That, that's the first guy who gets killed. Um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he feels bad, and then he starts to have interest you know, and they do fall, you know, fall in love with each other. But but is it like is it as is it as abrupt as it is here? Because I mean, here it was just like, oh, go kill this fucker. He's like, okay, I will. And then like right before he pilots the fucking Psycho Zaku, like they're like they're fucking swapping spit, and I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's a few more scenes in the manga, like the the first. The first part uh, in the movie is primarily the first four books of the manga. So, so you have pretty much four manga volumes full of content. Well, I'm sure that's the issue when you're adapting, because uh, this is a movie adapting <laughs> the uh, the show, which was four episodes there. So you're cutting that down. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff we're missing. Uh, naturally, of course. Yeah, we we probably should have said that at the beginning. We're doing the movie, not the actual show itself. Yeah. 
Well, in that in that case, I mean, the whole love thing with him with uh, she and Daryl, I just, I didn't I didn't believe it because it was just like, uh, like I felt I was, I was happy, like yeah, Daryl's getting some coochie out of you know getting his goddamn arm amputated. That's nice. But I mean, you know, it's a it's a worthwhile payment. You know, you get your arms cut off, and you know, you get laid. I'd say that's a win win. Sure, why not? You know, I'll, I'll I don't know what kind of win you get Nazi from regime. losing both your arms, but you know. Hey man, if I could see with Cindy Crawford, cut my leg off, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> ah, that, that's 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 a, okay. Okay, no, I got. I, okay, that makes a little more sense because, like, like I said, the way they do it in the show, it it really does feel like, oh, he is gonna go save her, or he's gonna go get revenge for her, and then she's just like, yeah, I'll just suck your dick right then and there. Then, so it it just felt weird. I didn't really care for that. Um, but I mean, that's that's whatever. She she's not too much of a big character, anyways. Um, so then we move on to the cocaine addict or heroin. Actually, no, it's a syringe. So heroin heroin addict. For E.O. Fleming, uh, Captain Bitch. Yeah, what? I remember that. How, the f how is she important? She gets fucking shot and thrown out into space. Oh, you don't know? Do you want to know? Because we can say a little bit. Uh, I, I can explain it. Might as well. Alright, Jay, so this is how... Heroin meat sleep. I don't know her fucking name. Don't get mad at me. So heroin addict. This is how she gets. This is how she gets brought back. In part two, she apparently survived getting shot and shot into space, and now she's one of the commanders in a cult. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to fucking Gundam, I guess. Oh, and and just and just to like really rub it in, uh, the cult leader's a new type, so fuck it. Fucking new types, they're right? they're taking fuck all our jobs, you know. It is. It it actually kind of is. I after seeing part two, fuck. But yeah, so her entire her at least in this part, her entire thing is she's in love with Eo. She's a again. I I, I don't know if they have a different name for it in the show but she's a heroin addict and that's really it like she's eo's like she's eo's friend along with another person that they they, they introduced in the show from the from the from the academy and okay that's fine but she doesn't do anything like she's kind of really she's pointless she's actually she's really pointless in the show like you you could tell the exact same story without her dying because they don't even show you the they don't even show you the reaction from Eo of her of her apparent death in this part. Like, he only really talks about it in the second part. So, yeah, she pretty really pretty it. much she's a important character for later. 
They're setting her up, I guess. Yeah, but because they needed that character for later, they had to introduce her earlier. Which okay. which kind of does bring it down a little bit with her. I don't know. I didn't like. I don't. Then again, I didn't like her character to begin with. She just mm, whatever. Uh, and I think that's really all the main characters we can talk about because I cause um, I think really. The main. I would say, I would say they're two technically more care. Technically two more characters. Again, they're technical one note is characters, but I do want to mention them. The mechanic well, guy. Yeah. He be. He's way more important later, especially in the manga, as that okay. goes along. There seems to be a theme we're running into. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and you have the the other scientist guy who's working on the Psychozaku. He's pretty he's much also part of the cult. Yeah, yeah. He like he's also he survives and becomes part of the cult as Man, well. I and I fucking loved how much of an asshole that guy was near the end there. Like he's just like, right? oh hey yeah, let me help this uh this injured person in light bulb. Kick some psych, jumps in the lifeboat. Uh, it's classic. <laughs> yoink. That is actually what <laughs> say... you said yoink because that... that's that's the exact thing I said when he jumped. He was, I was just like yoink. <laughs> that is actually what <laughs> saves him and allows him to join the cult. Like Again, they... a lot of this, a lot of this sounds like it's setting up more for the next part and part three whenever that eventually comes out after Crossbones in 2055. But it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be, to be fair, the first entire part of Thunderbolt itself seems to be more of a setup for of the other parts. Literally, I think Thunderbolt's entire goal is really to set up its second part and onward. It's to set up fucking Stardust memory. That's it. That's all it needs. More or less. <laughs> but, but it feels like it needs to have this part. Like, like either this part was going to be its own separate thing. Like, they only made this one thing, got popular, and then decided, you know what? Let's expand this. Anybody who's, like, very pointless in this part is going to become major later. Yeah, pretty much. Um... Besides that, uh, I think we well before we actually talk about more in depth of the story, I think we can talk about a little bit more of the uh, the aesthetics of the show because this is a Gundam show and you have mobile suits in it, as it would say. Uh, honestly, I, I love most of the fucking designs and Thun- I mean, I have what is it uh, three, four? I think I have four suits from Thunderbolt because I just love the Thunderbolt suits for yeah, some I reason. Really- I really like the takes they do on the uh, already pre-existing suits, like the uh, the Zaku's and the um, the GMs and everything. They've got like a mismatched color tone. There's like you can tell they've gone through like a bazillion repairs or whatever. They're old. And oh yeah, beat that's down. pretty good. The character designs too. They're uh, they're a very different take where they're. I almost want to say like realistic as opposed to more anime esque designs because there's a lot of like a detail to like the lines of the faces and the like the eyes and just the overall shapes of heads and faces there's more detail and effort put in i guess i don't know is the is the is the art style similar to the manga i would assume so right uh yes uh, pretty much it keeps it's pretty much design was pretty well um like it does there are cartoon you know the more traditional anime cartoony type like manga segments 
you know, like where somebody will have like the sweat drop type things, like really, you know, type of faith, you, you know, kind of your standard anime stuff, if I remember right. Yeah, I got but, you. But I think that's mostly just in a few of the stuff in the manga. But it, but it stays pretty straightforward with its design. It actually does keep its art design really, really well. But yeah, that's um, it's different than a lot of the other Gundam shows. Mostly, like you know, the other UC shows where they all try to like copy or be relatively similar to Tomino's style, or even if they're not, they're they've still got a lot of the same like facial shape, shapes and structures and. It all kind of looks, you know, similar, but uh, Thunderbolt has a very different design to it, a different like theme. It is actually, to it, I actually love it. Yeah, and it's it's really nice. I really like it. I mean, I have, uh, I actually have the, uh, the Psycho Zaku. I mean, it's technically called the Zaku too, but it's the Psycho Zaku. I, that's what I call it. The big red motherfucker with the four billion fucking rocket launchers and seventy-five thousand fucking rockets and more like the Scoliosis Zaku. Yeah, yeah, the Psycho Zaku is pretty much just whatever Zaku type that is installed, that the Psycho, the Psycho system is installed in. Because in the manga later on, there is another, there's a couple other versions of it. Like you see the Zaku ground type, non-armored Psycho Zaku, which is pretty much just a ground type Zaku without any armor whatsoever. And it is considered a, and it's considered the part two of the Psycho Zaku design. I, I I mean, besides the whole back thing, I mean, even the back thing is kind of funny. But like, besides the whole back thing, I love the design of the Psycho Zaku. I mean, I have the model kit of it, and the poor thing, I can feel its back breaking just standing there. <laughs> Luckily, it comes with a fucking stand. But I mean, I, like I said, I'm on the stand too. It's you have to. I mean, how else do you fucking display this thing with all the weaponry? It breaks its fucking back. Oh, yeah. No, no. You, I, I don't know if it's possible. <laughs> Unless you, like, super glue it. I got it super glued in space. Don't worry about it. Um. So, yeah, besides the designs, they're all real nice. And as we said before, the soundtrack is really fucking fun. I love the fucking soundtrack, especially... Well, we can't talk about that, but we'll get into that when we, go, when we do part two. But I love the soundtrack in this show. I love jazz in general and free jazz again not the biggest fan of free jazz but free jazz for this show worked pretty well yeah really really works well go for it hello hello connection all right then uh, I guess now we can get I guess with uh, I guess with that being said, we can get into the actual more more of the discussion about the story because I actually because I posted this discussion um the other day when I finished watching part one Man, and I as I was watching no fucking I'm almost done with double seventy nine 
And I, I feel it necessary to bring it up because as of right now, we haven't watched Narrative, but this is the most recent one that we've seen besides Narrative. This is the second most recent, really. And and I posed the question. Oh, hello? Uh-oh. He got, I don't know if I, he can't hear us. Shit. Give him a second. There you are. All right. Uh, one, two, three. Uh, so yeah, uh, let's just go back where we were. Um, so I posed this discussion, uh, or this question the other day, as as I was watching Double Seventy Nine, and and again, I, as I said before, I think it's appropriate to ask mainly because I don't know. I I feel like it's appropriate to ask now. So Van, as someone like you. Like you've seen most of these Gundam shows, I haven't seen most of UC. I've only been, I barely I'm barely finishing double uh, double seventy nine, and Jay I don't know how many you've seen. You probably watch Seed because everyone should watch Seed just to kill themselves. Pretty much. Um. So Van, I pose this question to you as well, and anybody who wants to in the comments or anybody who listens, please go ahead and you know mention it as well. Van, do you think that double o seventy nine the way it is portrayed and the way that this one and and now seeing this do you think the way 0079 addresses the message of you know again we meme it but you know that the whole like war is bad thing do you think it's a little outdated compared to what we have now especially now that we've done thunderbolt uh that is like the the original series how it does it um very I would probably say yes, primarily just because of how it's aged. It was primarily focused around the anti-war message of that time frame. Why some of those aspects have changed relatively, part, part of the base message is still there, but it, some of its aspects do change. Yeah, because, uh, and, and I, was saying, I was saying to Jay, um, I, I just... And, and again, I'm not saying that, like, you know, 0079 is bad by any means, but especially now, and, and Jay brought up this good point that it's it might seem a bit more harsh now because nowadays they're very much reliant on showing how gruesome the deaths can be. Like, this show, I don't think anybody can deny this. Again, I haven't seen much, much of UC, but this is probably one of the more uh, hard to watch when it comes to the violence because it's so... Realistic, I guess you would say. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I still love um, this the scene where in the in the original Gundam series uh, there there's a scene where at, at the very end, so primarily spoilers, that shark gets a rocket launch and blasts uh, it yeah, into it a spaceship. Decapitates Cassilia. Fucking classic yeah, moment. And, yeah, decapitates her and then it explodes. And then you see, like, her arm and body parts, like, start flying on the screen. If you were, like, pausing at the right times. If you're, if you just, like, it's, like, quick. And, and yeah, and it's weird because when you go from that to the way they, just, just the way they, like, animate and sequence 
certain like gun like uh, like one gunshot to the head and just the way they like they animate the body just fucking shutting down it's yeah it's kind of crazy honestly and there's it's, there's a little bit of it too where they definitely go a little little edgy with the deaths um yeah the best i can point to is uh when we see a slow motion shot of some dude getting incinerated by a beam saber uh which is admittedly oh, yeah. cool as fuck, but still, like, just, just really over-the-top brutal. I mean, wasn't it, I, I mean, this, this is jumping ahead a little bit, but wasn't it in part two where uh, that random chick just gets fucking smashed through the goddamn skull? Like, a fucking, I think it was, a, like, uh, the claw of one of the, uh, the gods just goes right through her helmet and just slices it in half, and it's just fucking brutal. I, I think yeah I, I, I remember that scene you're talking about like she's underwater she like she's in the ball about, yeah yeah like she's saying her last message and then pretty much you see something like just like I, I can't remember exactly that scene like verbatim like I like the beginning I believe yeah no 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 it, it, it happens pretty early um but what I mean like I just can't remember like the like that exact exact scene like seeing her head like but I do remember her being crushed to death. I do remember that. Yeah, and and it's crazy because like you see that and you compare it to like Double Seventy Nine, and it's and it's again. I just think that while Double Seventy Nine can still hold up story wise, and while I do think that Nerdball can go a little bit more, can go a little overboard, especially again, you see somebody just fucking mushed, which I guess it can play into the message of, you know. It, it, this is this is weird because it more it, it it more leans towards not so much that war is like hell or anything it leads more towards the idea of like war being pointless because all the people that die in this show they just die like they don't have this big like funeral they don't have this big like oh my god moment or oh wow this person just died or oh wow a life just got lost it just happens you know what i mean like yeah a lot of the, a lot of the people in the a lot of the people in the uh, in the Zeon side they just die, like at, like at the very end when they're uh, they're sieging when they're seizing uh, the uh, the Fetty ship or when the Fetty's trying like go on to the to the Zeon ship. The Federation ship gets disabled, so they go to the Zeon ship to pretty much steal it. Pretty much, and it's and it's like and the way they do it is like it doesn't they don't even try and like make it seem like this grand finale this isn't the climax it's just people dying and it's like it just happens and again i i like it in the sense that it's not the usual oh my god war's bad it's more like war's just kind of pointless because you're just gonna die and then you know then after that most people are just gonna forget about you and it's it's harsh but i kind of like that about this and maybe this maybe that's why i'm kind of enjoying uc because it doesn't really pull punches in a way Especially with this one, fucking hell, it doesn't pull any punches, and I and I think I and I think that's why I liked it a lot more than I thought I would, which is weird because um I think we can get into our final thoughts and I'll, and I'll start it doesn't really matter, um I I think I liked this a lot a lot more than I thought I was because c coming into it a lot of people told me that like oh you're not gonna like Thunderbolt it's gonna be awful you're gonna hate it and I'm like am I like it was really weird because a lot of people told me I was gonna hate Thunderbolt and I'm like it's definitely divisive. Which is weird, because, like, I liked it. I mean, again, this is coming from me, but, like, I, I really did like... 
I don't know, just, just the way that it carried itself in a way. And uh, for me, I think it's, I think it's very much worth a watch, especially since the first movie is only like what an hour and twenty minutes, something like I, that. I, yeah, I actually think it's just a straight hour and like oh, three really? minutes. If I think, like actually, I think that, like, let's see, uh, let me see. It is your. You're, you're half right. It's an hour and nine minutes, but eh, whatever. An hour. It's a little over an hour. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's pretty much half. Like we're we're half. Like you know, like I, like it's pretty close to exact same. But yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it, and it's it didn't take too much of your time. Like it was like for me, it was really fucking fast. Like as soon as I started watching, I was like, oh wow, it's almost over. Yeah, um, that, that, that's that's a positive too. It's 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 relatively quick, so. Um, but that was like from my final thoughts. I don't know, Jay. What you can go for? You can go next. Bleh. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was all right. <clears throat> you know, I love the animation. Love the music. The story is kind of. It's just kind of there, admittedly. Uh, you know, thankfully, it's all relatively self-contained. You don't really need to know too much about Gundam or anything. It's. It's a relatively simple watch. Um, it's fine. It's worth the watch. Uh, for what I'm hearing about what happens afterwards, I'm uh, not super, super looking forward to seeing the later parts, admittedly, but... Uh, Are you sure you don't want to watch somebody go into a cult? Listen. And then see a bunch of cult members blow themselves up? Listen. If I wanted cults, I'd stick to watching Scientology documentaries, Okay. I thought, I thought you were, I thought you were gonna say you'd stick to watching Garo. Well, that too. But I was looking for a funnier joke. Thankfully, I didn't <laughs> find one. No, um, yeah, uh, it's fine. It's definitely uh definitely not the worst thing in Universal Century. It's it's just kind of there, admittedly, for me. I did enjoy it, watching it though. It's 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 just kind of there. So you hated it? Yes, I hated it. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Send all your hate mail over there. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Chad, uh, Chad, what the fuck? Van, <laughs> you're up next. You're, uh, what's your final thoughts? Um, I quite enjoy Thunderbolt, but I'm kind of a fan of UC as a general over, uh, that's just a personal thing. But, I enjoyed Thunderbolt so much that after seeing both parts in animated form that I went out and got the manga because I knew the manga extended that. And you can get it relatively available in English. Like the, mon the manga, last time I checked, um, is currently at volume 12 in English. And it just officially announced a spinoff series. Which I actually wanted to talk about as an, a PS, if that's alright. Go for it. <clears throat> uh, but, let me finish the final thoughts. But I would highly recommend Thunderbolt as a, in general, especially if you're trying to watch UC. Like, just as a general, I would highly recommend it. But, again, the biggest problem is uh, there's a lot of stuff that is set up for later parts of its story that you might feel like you're losing content for when you're yeah. watching just okay. this first part. 
So that makes sense. So remember, if something doesn't feel like it had a satisfactory part to it, it's probably extended for a later part. That's fair enough. Of its story. Makes enough sense to me. And now PS portion. Starting Go in, for it. Starting in the fifth part of the manga, um, they start a side story that is officially been announced that it's becoming its spin-off. So it will be part of the story later on. In fact, probably part three will have this story in it. It is uh, Sheen the Desert Rat. One of uh, one of Daryl's friends on the sniper team, the guy with really long hair that kind of looks like Noodles if he was if, if Noodles was male. If you know from the band the Gorillas. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, he he gets killed in Thunderbolt, like the first part, but somehow survives. Then he and he the main character of his own side story. Sick. It, yeah, he get he's on he's on Earth, uh, pretty much. He's in the desert. He has his own goof custom with a massive flight backpack. It's really cool. Did I hear goofy? Yeah, uh, the goof or goof or whatever, however you pronounce yeah, it. Goo 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 goo. I'm a goofy goober. As they say, um, I, I can send you photos later of it. Um, but they they they're setting up like this big event. I I I sent pictures of spoilers earlier, like I think a couple of days ago, featuring like one of the new villains and their Gundam. So it look it looks like it's gonna be a kind of a cool setup. Like I'm actually kind of curious how it's going to blend in with the story that they have currently happening in the mall. It sounds like it's going to be a really interesting one. But yeah, so we have a Xeon main character as our focus, and it looks like our villain, and it looks like our villain straight up is former Federation. Finally. Finally, my fellow Xeon Xeon men fuck it. I don't even know. know. I don't know what the I don't know what the correct term for that is. Zionist? Zionists? Zionists? I don't know what that. I don't know. <laughs> ah. All right. Well, with that being said, I think it's time for the wheel, guys. Guys, it's the wheel, guys. Yeah. You ready for the wheel, guys? It's the wheel. I'm spinning. I am fucking. Oh, cool. Now now people can stop saying we never do this. Ah, boy. We're doing nice. Ultraman. Specifically doing Ultraman Nexus. Yay. Which is going to be fun because I have, haven't seen this in like a while. So it's going to be fun to actually get a fresh perspective and it's a short one too it's only 37 hold on let me see yeah 37 episodes man what i wouldn't give to have that usually um i don't know who's who subbed it uh it has official subs i believe so 
Oh, if it, that means if it's on YouTube, I can just watch it there. That's easy. I'm actually not super familiar with Ultraman. Like, I've, I've seen, like, the, the original series. I've seen a couple of the movies and a, and a few series, like, just rando episodes. So I'm not super personal familiar. Uh, how old is the series? I don't think you need to know this one. I don't think you need from for Nexus, I don't think you need to know much of it. No, yeah, it's uh, it's a different uh, continuity, anyways. So. No, no, I was just asking, like, uh, what what year did that come out and stuff? Two thousand five. Oh, all right. Uh. Well, let me see here. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's I think that's about it, guys. We've talked about Gundam. We talked about why war is bad. We talked about why we want to do more Gundam so put more Gundam on the wheel and next week we're doing Ultraman Nexus so uh fuck it so with that being said as always I am AJ that's Jay see you guys that's man and we'll see you guys next week bye bye Mm-hmm.